0: Good morning, Rock Church. Welcome to our series, Better Together, where we're going to be talking about Christ-centered relationships. My name is Darren. I'm the marriage and family pastor here, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'd like to welcome you all over the globe, online, all of our campuses. Thank you for tuning in. I can assure you that today you're going to learn something that's going to change your life and help you to have a Christ-centered relationship. So, uh, as as I said, Christ-centered relationships, sometimes what we think is that it just happens. And what made me start thinking about that is when, when you hear about a relationship, as Christ said it, sometimes people, they just want to get to the good part. They just want the answers. And I was going back to thinking, man, what is my, my favorite subject in school was math. And the reason why I love math early on is because it was simple. They ask you a question, you give them the answer, and you didn't have to do anything else. But as I got older and I started to get into, you know, the, the really smart math, Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you had to show your work, right? I had, so I have to now, I can't just give you the answer. I have to show my work. See, sometimes in relationships, I think what we want is we just want the answer, right? Well, I said I love you. Oh, we married. Do I have to keep saying I love you? But having a Christ-centered relationship, what that really means is that you have to show your work. And the way you show your work is having what I believe is having the right attitude, right? Having the right attitude, it creates Christ-centered relationships, so today um, I, w- I have two of my friends, two of my couples friends that I would like to talk to, but before I do that, would you introduce yourselves?
1: Hey, good morning.
0: Good morning. Good morning.
2: It's <laughs> my beautiful I'm going to go ahead and do it for her Yeah, she- yeah, do it, for her. Queen, do it for so her. So she needs inter- an introduction. So it's my wife Maria. My name is Derek and um, we're a big part of the Rock Church and we want to contribute to marriages. And you guys have been married how long? <laughs> That's a question I never answer. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, so our granddaughter is 18, so we'll be 18 years. <laughs> so
2: By the
0: granddaughter, that's how remember. we do it, that's how we do it. And then I have my other friends, Benga and Lunid. Uh They better not get it wrong how long they've been married, <laughs> but introduce yourselves.
3: Sure. Um, I'm Lunita Deco. Um, this is my husband, Benga, and we have been married for a little over one year. So a little we, over
0: one year. can't forget that. All right. All right. October so we got
4: 2020. October 2020. Yeah. October 2020. COVID wedding.
0: Yes. Yes. So we got season. We got the newlyweds. Uh, great, uh, great blend together. Um, before we get, in, uh, get into, man, what does it look like? I want us to go to scripture and I want to read Philippians uh, 2. And the title of this of this passage is having the attitude of Christ. And as I stated, having the right attitude creates Christ-centered relationships. A very important word is creates because what create means is that it's what we do that causes a result. Right. And when our attitude is right, when we have the attitude of Christ, it causes a certain result. But let me read. I'm going I'm to start in verse number three. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Mm -hmm. When I read this passage, I believe that man, this transcends to any relationship. If you can follow these things, any relationship would be an amazing relationship. You guys agree with that? Yes. Yes. Okay, so in your years, you've heard a lot of advice, right? you got a lot of good advice and you got some bad advice, right? I should ask you about the bad advice, but no, we're going we're to be positive today. Um, tell me, what's the best advice you've ever received as far as marriage advice?
1: Ladies first. Okay. Well, um, truthfully, I, it wasn't really advice. I, I was, uh, had taken a women's Bible study uh, a few years ago at The Rock, and the book that we read, I can't... Uh, remember the title but it had something to do with keeping your marriage or, or it, marriage is not being happy its being holy it's mm. meant to make you holy and um, it, it's basically it's like uh, your marriage is your first ministry <laughs> that's where you learn patience that's where you mm. learn to give grace that's where you learn kindness that's when you learn all these things. And it's not really learning it, it's exercising it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So as far as marriage advice, that helped me tremendously. Has yeah. it worked? Yes. yes.
0: Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> you want to know it worked.
2: It worked. All right, Derek? Um, for myself, is uh, from um, my pastor before we moved to San Diego, one of the things he used to always share is that things that him and his wife used to do as a couple, and some of the things he felt that, you know, I'm not interested in this, but he, because he loved her so much, he said, you know, you endure it. So what you don't like, you endure in a relationship because you love the person so much, you're willing to spend the extra half hour sitting by the dressing room, first se, you know, while they're trying on clothes. But, but, but I, I like the fact that he said, what you don't enjoy, you just endure mm-hmm. because you love your spouse so
0: much. Okay, I like that, I like that. All right, our newlyweds, <laughs> best marriage advice.
3: So I was on uh, um, Impact, Impact 195, and uh-huh. we were out in Catalina and we were camping and one of our pastors, Pastor Greg, he said to us that um, the seek first to understand rather than be understood. Mm. And that stuck with me. Um, for, I wasn't even married at the time, but I find it in my marriage now today, I, there's a need to understand him first and rather than getting my point across.
0: mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. That's good. Bang it. Uh, well, a wise pastor once told me to continue to date your spouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the way that I took that is don't take things for granted. Don't just settle in complacency, but to continue date, continue to date, continue to show that same passion that you had when you were dating. And so that helps to kind of keep the marriage spicy, keep, keep things fresh. Right, so okay. So that, that's some of the best like that. advice that i Good,
0: mm-hmm. good. I like that, I like that. All right. You were that wise
3: pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to, you know.
0: I, I didn't want I, I didn't, I to say all that. I didn't want to say all that. didn't know if you caught on So, um, as we're talking about, remember I talked about like showing your work, right? You know, uh, with the math example, if you have to show your work, it's not just saying I love you, right? But you have to really put in the work and as I stated, man, the right attitude or the godly attitude, it creates what we really want. And one of the things that it creates is it creates selfless relationships, right? Um, Ephesians 5:21. We all know um, Ephesians, right? 5:22, right? What's what's the verse that all men know, right? Come on, give it to me, <laughs> give it to me. There's too many. We should wives. Know. <laughs> what wives submit? Oh, Come on. Yeah, I don't,
1: yeah. remember don't remember that. You don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right. But that's I mean, that's the verse. A lot of men remember is why submit that has nothing to do with men. It has everything to do with women. Right. But men should. Right. Love your wife as Christ of the church. Mm-hmm. Having a selfless relationship is part of having that right attitude. Right. And selflessness, it means I'm not going to think about myself less of myself. I'm going to think about myself less. And the passage that, that comes to my mind is man, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Let me ask you this: What do, I mean, what does a selfless marriage look like to you?
1: Oh gosh, I selfless marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, they were, were married for sixty-five years. Wow, I know, and we. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, my my mom cherishes my dad. Dad will do anything for mom. Um, although they bickered, and they, you know, they bickered, but, it, uh, it, but the bottom line is they just served each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You said they bickered. I want to uh, <laughs> grab that real quick. It's because, no, because sometimes people believe a Christ-centered relationship, a Christ-centered marriage never argues. <sighs> a Christ-centered <laughs> marriage is perfect. If anybody ever tells you that marriage is perfect, run away from it, <laughs> right, because you're on holy ground. Right there's no marriage that's perfect. Every marriage takes work. So I want to make sure that that we understand. Make sure that everyone listening understands is that it's not about perfection. It's about being able to work through things, having the right attitude. Right, that's going to get you to to what you desire. So, selfless marriage. What is what is selfless marriage to you, Derek? I know when I get up,
2: I'm I'm trying to get out the door and start my day. <laughs> but one of the things that, I'm always trying to outserve my wife, and one of the things for the first start of the day is making that bed. And <laughs> that's not on the top of my list of things to do, but while she's getting ready and she can't see me, I try to sneak and make the bed. So when I leave, she comes out and back into the room, she's like, "Oh, he made the bed." So I'm, out trying to, I'm trying to outserve her. yeah, and that's kind of where it starts. Okay. All right, in the bedroom. Yeah. So, right. So I feel that selfless because I'm thinking of her time as well as my time, because we both sleep in it, so yeah. I have to be, you know, sensitive to the fact that, you know, she has a schedule, too, and I'm right. not trying to put mine yeah. before hers.
0: And if it starts well in the bedroom, it could end well in the bedroom. Hey, hey. hey. I, I didn't know this was hey. the kind of program, so yeah, 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 it, yeah, it yeah, is, it yeah,
1: yeah. uh, is. Truth be told, I it, it, it it irks me when he makes the bed. Oh because oh, but I didn't love that. it. It's know it, uh, no, is, I love it. I is it love it. Is irk a spiritual it, gift? I come out <laughs> I'm no no, no. To... <laughs> no I come into the room and it's made and I go, oh my god, he made the bed and I love it. But it's not the way I made ah, it. Ah,
0: I knew it. No. I knew but it. But
1: I leave it alone.
0: That's Because um, that's a good I learned.
1: Word. Before I used to fix it and I was like, oh.
0: that's he a didn't good do it white. right. But he,
1: he did it. Okay. Yeah, he so did it. He did it. Yeah, he, he did it. it. It's not like I did it once.
2: I
0: do it. He do- yeah. yeah he uh, on did. a regular basis. Do he does it. Uh, uh, on a no. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. All
4: right. <laughs> All right. Occasionally. Occasionally.
0: Selfless. Selfless marriage. What does a selfless marriage look like?
4: So, I'll go. Before we got married, yes. you know, we, were, we were living separately, uh-huh. and we each had our own independent lives. I see a selfless marriage as now that we are coming together under one household, mm-hmm. there are things that, you know, each of us have to now kind of compromise on. Because we had our own independent lives mm-hmm. before, but now we're coming together and there are things that, you know, maybe she did that, you know, I didn't do or I do that she didn't do. Yep. And so now you have to put the other spouse into consideration whenever you're, you know, going about your business or mm-hmm. You know, even just preparing lunch or breakfast. And so really just taking your spouse into consideration as you're living your 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 now joint lives. Mm-hmm. That's, That's how I see as a, yeah. a selfless. selfless relationship. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So,
3: yeah. So for me it's um trying to out love one another mm-hmm. throughout the day because when you look at the love languages, we, the way we love, we receive love, is not the, the way they receive love. Mm-hmm. And so for my husband, it's act of service. It's his no, top one. And if I make him a nice meal, he lights up. I don't like cooking. And so I have to kind of step outside of that yeah, be selfless and um, ensure that I make a nice meal so, so that I can see his face light up. Yeah. And so it's, it's just a matter of out loving um, my husband um, that makes it very selfless. And yep. so he does, he returns it. He does the, the same thing. So mine is active, um, is quality time. Mm-hmm. And so he, he ensures to give me the emotional um, support or physical attention that I require.
0: Yeah. Because you know the old phrase is, once you say I do, it's no longer about you. Right. <laughs> right? So all of the things that you had set up, now this is about me. Like, nope, you got to put all those things to the side. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. that's important. And that takes us to um, to, our, to the next thing that we have in relationships is so when you have, the right attitude right, creates the relationship that we want. You get a selfish relationship, which both the husband and wife submits their lives unto Christ. The second thing is loving relationships, where you guys just talked about it. You love with action. And there's something both of you said, and but there's one rule. You said out love each other. What's the rule? Because there's a rule. Because you can out Don't love keep each score. other. Boom, <laughs> hit it right yeah. here. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't keep score. Right now, why, why is it important now to keep score, Lunie?
3: Ooh. Um, well, it could go back to being selfless. Because, as you said, once you say, I do, you take yourself out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And so... For, for us, I know recently we just learned, we're learning about filling each other's t- love tank. Because mm-hmm. that gets depleted and it gets depleted with every action on a daily basis, with arguments, tiffs, riffs, whatever you may call it. That gets depleted and so we need to recharge that. Mm-hmm. And when that gets depleted, there's no intimacy, there's no communication, and it's just like, it all hell yeah. break loose. And so we're now learning to fill each other's love tank up. And by doing that, it's doing the things that make him happy like he loves recreational, um, doing recreational activities together, like working out. For me, I go for a run, I de-escalate, I'm done. I don't need to talk to anybody. But he's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I know when he asks to go for a walk, it's filling up his love tank. Mm-hmm. And so I will, my response will, the default won't be no, it will be, yes, of course, I'll do that. And then he, you know, he stays very happy and, and that love tank is filled and therefore he can um, reciprocate um, emotionally. So. Why not keep score? Um, because it's the healthy thing to do, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: The, best, the best love check that I've heard is, if you want to check, how, like, how good am I loving my spouse? The first thing you can do is you can ask them, yeah. right? That's, I mean, don't ask your kids, don't ask your neighbor, don't ask your mom, your dad, ask them, right? How, how well am I loving you? Uh, the, sec- the, the second thing is, when, when, you, when you think about, as far as love, we all know the love chapter, right? First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, not boastful, not proud or rude. Let's put your name in place of love and then ask those questions. Is Derek patient? Is Benga kind? Is Maria, is Maria not, is she, is she boastful? Is Luni proud or rude? Right. That will give you a great self-check. Again, because our desire is what? Is to have these Christ-centered relationships, right? We don't just want... This marriage just, oh, well, I guess we, you know, we said we're going to love each other till we die. Let's just <laughs> suck it up till we die. Right. That's who nobody wants that type of relationship. Right. So um, in, in understanding that I, I have one question for you is submit is is a it's an awesome word. I, I, your face is changing, Maria, like something's going on. <laughs> why, why is that? Why do does women, women, women women's faces tense up. Why do they get so when they hear the word submit?
1: Well, let's turn the tables here. Why don't husbands submit?
0: Actually, they should. (laughs) That's right. Right? Because before, right before you go to wives submit husbands love your wives the the verse right before that says and further submit to one another Mm -hmm. out of reverence for Christ. So the reason why Women should submit. The reason why husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church, it has actually nothing to do with each other.
1: Right.
0: It has everything to do with, Lord, you told me to do this. Therefore, I'm going to be obedient to you. And if, and if I'm not receiving what I think that I should be receiving, you know who you should get mad at and take it out on? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was his idea. A bunch of men back in the day, they didn't get together like, hey, I got a great idea. We should have our wives submit to us. Yeah, put it in there. Put that in there, Paul. Write that down. They didn't come up with that. It was the Lord said, this is, this is the, best, the, the best rhythm or this is the best way a marriage should be. But if a husband is loving his wife the way Christ loved the church, and that is his desire a husband could wake his wife up at two in the morning. It's like, babe. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, I'm thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> can, can, can you get me something to drink? You know what she would say? With pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you really believe that. I know I'm like, what <laughs> your face good. was very. <laughs> 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 I, I, I believe I believe that she would say with pleasure, right? Because to love the way Christ loved the church, He gave His life for the church. There is nothing I believe that she would do for Him, yeah. right? So that's why, I man, that is it's, it's so important to to work towards having these loving relationships. Yeah. Um, another question I has for is is. How important, you mentioned it a little bit, but how important is love languages? Scale of one to ten.
1: <laughs> ten. 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 Uh, we, we've been coaching marriages uh, for, a, for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And for, one of the first things we do when we have a couple uh, that we mentor uh, is to have them take a love language because you have no clue how right. the other person receives and gives love. And mm-hmm. you cannot communicate without knowing that. Yep. Um... And it was it was difficult at first because I didn't know about it, and so I was you know my love language is acts of service, and um, Derek's is quality time and physical and uh, physical touch or quality time, yeah. yeah. Quality, yeah. <laughs> that
0: one. quality time with some touch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and it was it was it, we were like missing it yeah. at first. Uh, and just like, what's going on? I'm showing, I'm, I'm serving him. I'm doing yeah. this. I'm doing this. He's not loving me back. So yeah, it's okay. very important.
3: Yeah. Having taken your premarital course actually helped us to see in that light. Because before, I don't even think I knew what my love language was. And so we had a a leverage, I would say, having taken the course. Because then we went into our marriage knowing what each person's love language is. Because I I see it as a blueprint. Mm -hmm. It's a roadmap. Because you're going into a line... uh, a mime field and you don't know mm-hmm. where the explosion is going to be or and right. so with the love language, it kind of gives you a roadmap of, okay, this is the, per- the way the person receives the love. So I should do it. When, even though I don't like it, right? The mm-hmm. act of service piece. I don't even cook for myself, mm-hmm. but now I have to do it because that's what lights him up and, um, and he does it vice versa. So it, it's really um, a roadmap.
0: Yep. Yep. Simple definition of love, right? Is love wants to please someone else. At the expense of self, because love wants to give, mm-hmm. right? And that's our desire. Like that's why, like that's why we got married, right? Is I mean, I I love this person, and it's not about me. I wanna I wanna fill this person up. I wanna be there for them. I wanna do whatever I can for them because I know that it's gonna be reciprocated, right? right? And that's that's really the mindset that we that we should be in. So um, again, reminding right, selfish relationships, right? That's what we get from having the right attitude. Loving relationships. That's what we get from having the right attitude. And these things are straight out of scripture. It said, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Right. Sometimes we try to impress other people. And here's a way. And um, we'll move on to the next one. But um, if this is a nugget nugget, (laughs) if a joke that you share with people is not funny to your spouse about your spouse, don't say the joke.
1: Can I applaud? <laughs> That's a
0: good one. I mean, right? Because yes. right, is is it more important to get a laugh from the outside and get the heat that you're going to take yeah. on the inside?
4: You're going to get the couch. <laughs> <gentlemen>. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you're going to get you're going to get some wine, So you have to make sure that you remember who remember who like who you who you're trying to impress. Right? The other thing is, is when you when you're when you have a disagreement or an argument, right? Look at it as an opportunity to grow. It's not necessarily an argument. It's like, this is an opportunity the Lord has given us to grow. Right? But it's not about winning. Because if if you win, who are you gonna celebrate with? Self. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you win the argument at the house, what what, what? you're in a corner by yourself. <laughs> right. It's like just me, whoo! <laughs> right. I mean, you just celebrate with yourself. So you have to make sure that we know and we um we understand that as well. Yeah. Uh, I want you to, um, I'm going I'm i I'm a mention a couple of things as far as common challenges couples are facing today, right? This is what Google says, right? And if Google says it, then it is, right? Um, give me like a simple, a simple way to defeat these challenges that couples are facing. Uh, the first one is, um, Stress.
2: Great one. That's a great one. I think the, big, I think the biggest benefit is um, understanding, based on the lower part of Genesis 2, that you and your wife are, are as one. Mm-hmm. And God has explained that clearly at the very beginning of Scripture. And as Christians, we should know that. And if as married couples, we should know that. So for me, when I'm going through stress, and I remember a time when I was going through stress, I was, I was having chest pains for about a year or two. And, um, but we survived it. But I think what God done for us, he brought us closer together, but we have to be able to lean on our spouse. Cause if we're as one, if I'm stressed out, then I'm more likely stressing my spouse out. Mm-hmm. But if my, if my wife is not going through the same type of stress, she has the strength of Jesus mm-hmm. in her to be able to pull me out of it, encourage me and to allow me to understand that Jesus got my back. Jesus is gonna make, you know, we're gonna get through this together and I'm not going through it alone. So I think the biggest thing is be able to lean on your partner because if you're as one, and if you're stressed out, more than likely you're stressing the other partner out. So they they have the ability to help you get out of that Mm -hmm. or at least minimize it to where God can take over. Because sometimes it's a God-sized problem, but God still will use your spouse or other people to allow you to de-stress.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. Um, I have one for, for you two, especially with everything that's going on over the past two years. Life has changed, Stages has changed. But tell me about like, life stages or like, making that adjustment to the, uh, like, the new normal.
3: Yeah, um, for us, it's been cohabitating and covid Right, um because of our relationship with Christ and our in our family, we didn't live together prior to getting married. And so he moved in literally days before our marriage.
0: Praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 all right. All so
4: right, he
3: moved sorry. in days before. And so what comes with that in you know living with people is habits.
4: Mm-hmm. We're habitual
3: creatures by nature, right? And so we have annoying habits. And we have habits that work for us to help us m- optimize our um, daily activities. But we found it that having lived together and also getting locked down with COVID was a huge stress for us because now we were not just sharing a living space, but we were sharing an office, a bedroom, a living room, a bathroom, a yard. <laughs> we were sharing it all. And so it was very um, challenging to actually give each other space. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to do that. And so we, we, the way we um, ended up having to combat that is whenever there's a, a tiff is actually to verbalize it and mm-hmm. says, you know, I need a minute. Um, I, need, I, I need two hours. Let's come back to this. Let's revisit this in a little bit um, instead of having to just kind of keep nagging and trying to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it was COVID and cohabitating.
4: Okay. Yeah, so it, it really helped us develop our communication skills mm-hmm. as you could probably yeah. imagine. Yeah. Because now that we're living together and, and working together so we're, you know, 20, almost 24-7, together. And so, whereas before, you know, maybe we were seeing each other just a few days a week or so, now we're, we're all, always together. And so you really have to be able to communicate with your spouse. I mean, that could probably solve 90, 95% of all issues, is just communication. Yeah. And that's communication with your spouse as well as with God in, in the form of prayer. Yeah. And so communication, you know, with the stress thing that he was mentioning, you know, if you're able to then communicate with your spouse that, hey, I, you know, I'm stressed right now because of X, Y, and Z, that then that also helps to diffuse the situation. Because now she knows that I'm stressed, and, you know, in times where I have been stressed, she's been able to you know, cater to me, to care for me Mm -hmm. because I have elevated levels of stress or or whatnot. So It wasn't
3: always like that. It wasn't always, no. 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 Because, so I'm an early person. I'm up at 4 a.m. He's up at 6. But I've been up for three (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's (laughs) crazy. And his biggest pet peeve is if there's something that I want to talk about, we should wait till the end of the day. Well, I feel like I've been up for three hours, so it's 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 time to, to talk about things. Hey, what time?
0: <laughs> what time are you trying to talk?
3: <laughs> Six <Seven. seven. laughs> <laughs> thirty.
0: Even brushing yeah. teeth yet? <laughs>
3: and so we had to learn early on to not do that because it messes up his whole day, and his yeah. whole routine. And so I had to learn to kind of. Compose myself until maybe lunchtime.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: We can, yeah. We can go about it. So it wasn't easy peasy the whole way. We definitely had to, some learning curve.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's hey, yeah. Sorry. Can I comment on that? Absolutely.
2: One of the things I know my wife and I, we also share as well as coaches, and we exercised ourselves for a number of years. The first thing we did, I want to say the first thing we did, probably about 10 years ago, we got the TV out of the room. The other thing out of the bedroom, the other thing is that when you get once you head to your bedroom, you talk about no work. You talk about nothing cuz the bedroom is your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Once you start bringing work in, finances in, problems in, yeah. then it's not your sanctuary, it becomes your second office. Mm-hmm. So, I <laughs> She's
0: laughing. Somebody's yeah, I laughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know for a fact you never talk about finances, these challenges. You can be at the bottom of your stairs at the threshold of your bedroom. You can talk about them there, but once you come into your sanctuary, it stops at the door, and it's benefited us for the last ten years Mm -hmm. because it's just something that you know I believe Christ put in our hearts to do because He has a plan for our lives, and I think the communication—if you're going through this in your bedroom—then you won't be able to get to what He's called you for. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow, that's good. Did y'all get that? Y'all write
2: that
1: down, young bucks. Come on, come on, (laughs) come on. Vividly, I remember this one night, he was already in bed, he had, his head was on the pillow and I came in from the, you know, across the office and I said, I had this thing in my hand, I think it was a franchise tax board or something, I said, mm. babe, da, 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 та, franchise tax board, and he just looked at me like, really? I was like, oh <laughs> instead I, I walked out, I mean, it was like, "Yeah,
0: you knew, I knew, you knew, you knew, all right, um, so, Right, we have a selfless, right, have uh, selfish relationships. That's what that right attitude creates. Um, it creates loving relationships. The third thing it creates is life-giving relationships. Right, I, I mean that's. I feel like that's what we we want, and we desire. Sometimes we don't realize how important that is to give life. To know that when I come home, when I'm with my spouse, man, it's gonna it's gonna give me life. It's gonna fill me in every way that I can, um, every way I need. It says. Uh, Verse four says, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. What this means is important to get this is it's not. You have to make sure you care for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Right. Before you can care for others. Well, because the the, the healthier you are right then, the the more you can give to your spouse. Um, How do you guys connect? give me like three ways that you connect just on a daily basis? We're together all the time. That's right. You guys work together, yeah, and y'all work, work together. together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> so all the time we're together. Every yeah. I mean, once in a while, maybe he'll go to you know get supplies and yeah. stuff, and that's basically it. But I'm always excited to see him. Yeah. Always.
0: But but sometimes right that can be a trick as well, right? Because we're together, but we're not together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Um, like if we're together working, I'm not you're not feeling each other potentially emotionally or spiritually Mm -hmm. or psychologically, right? You're not locked in on each other, you're locked in on a task, Mm -hmm. right? If you're working together. So again, I think we have to be mindful of that. Uh, A couple of things I feel like is important is at the end of the day, um, I feel like before you, before you leave in the morning or before you, you know, go to bed at night, should kiss and hug, Mm -hmm. right? They say that you should, you should hug each other for 10 seconds. That doesn't lead to sex, right? Um, Y'all do that? Yeah, I know. If it it leads to that, then praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, Pray together. You know, um, read the Word together. Have something uh, on the calendar. This this is important, especially with the busyness of our lives. We should have something on the calendar that we're looking forward to. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Right? Try like all the time. Just have something on the calendar that we're looking forward to, uh, which unfortunately a lot of couples they don't Um, try to have meals together. Right? Because again it gives you that, that, that lock in that focus on, on one another. Um, why do you think it's important to care for yourself first?
3: Oh, because if you're ill, you're sick, then you're no use to anyone else. That's why the airlines they tell you to put your mask on first before you can <laughs> help anybody else. Because put your mask on first. If you're laying low on the floor and you can't get up, then the other person's gonna suffer mm-hmm. as well. So I think it's absolutely crucial to take care of yourself and then you can take care of everyone else. I think you gave us um, this hierarchy. It's a God first, myself, my spouse, and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that is crucial because, yeah. you know, it can be simple as a self-care, you know, like I, I, I'm religious about a morning routine, mm-hmm. having a morning routine in place to kind of prime me and set me up for the day. Yeah. And that helps me show up for my husband. That mm-hmm. helps me show up in my day. It helps me show up to my clients. Yeah. It helped me show up in my business. And so absolutely like self care is huge because if you're sick you're by a bedside you're useless to everyone else Yep,
0: yep. and then, and then the here's the 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 fourth one is the the CWTCU yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> y'all know what that is. that is Nope. y'all know what nope. that is the, um, the fun exciting relationships nice. like that's what like that's what should be our desire the TCWCU is i can't wait to see you right <laughs> some people are like Oh my gosh! I can't. I hope they. I hope they work late tonight. Like that's that's not what we desire, right? Ouch. When you hear that garage door, like I'm hoping you get excited, right? Like the wife, she should be excited. She hear the garage door, you know. She you know going and get done up, put her heels on, right? Get some spray, you know, spray good. Have a husband's bathrobe and slippers at the door <laughs> and pipe. <laughs> nah. Now nah. nah, you're not feeling that. Y'all, y'all not feeling it's that. Sounds like Beyonce let me cater <laughs> to you. Yeah, but uh, let me ask you this question as we wrap up. Um, why does fun come last in most
4: marriages? Life happens.
3: complacency.
4: Yeah. Complacency. People just get comfortable. mm mm-hmm. And you just get comfortable in whatever routine you're in. You know, it just becomes a dull routine. mm mm-hmm. And so that's why. You know, that's why I said you got to keep dating your your spouse. Mm -hmm. That keeps things interesting, keeps it spicy. Yeah. So, yeah, most most of them just become, yeah, complacent.
3: Yeah, I would would, um, add on to that to chime in is life. Life happens. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how busy we are these days, right? And we don't even have kids yet, and we're like pulling our hair out. We're both (laughs) entrepreneurs. We're running (laughs) our own business, and we're like, okay, what's gonna happen next year when we have kids? We're not gonna have one second to ourselves? (laughs) And so life happens, and it it makes it very challenging to kind of think about the courting days or the going out to dinner and a night out of the town. But at the time, too, we were in different phases, different stages. We right. were learning about each other. We were mm-hmm. courting versus now it's more commitment. And so we are getting creative with how to keep fun into our yep. marriage. Like, we love traveling. So we actually planned out um, last, mu- uh, last week, planned out our uh, travel itinerary for the entire year.
0: That's the key right there. Everything else that we get done, we plan it.
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: Except for each other. We just fit it in. Let's try to find the time to date. Let's try to find the time to fill in the blank. So that's I feel like that's the key is we have to plan it. We have to make sure that we plan it because if we don't plan it, it's not it's not going to happen. Right. And then um, I feel like. This is something like that part of of marriage, we have to we have to take back, I feel like, because Mm -hmm. when you look at marriage, marriage. I mean, let's keep it real. Marriage looks boring Mm -hmm. right from the outside looking in. So my hope and my prayers that we understand, man. Having having the right attitude, it creates these Christ-centered relationships. And what that looks like is being selfless, right? Being loving, being that that fun, exciting marriage. Can't wait to get home, marriage, and all these things. That's what leads to a Christ-centered relationship, right? It's it's it really is about our attitude, and our attitude is all about making that decision. Am I going to decide to love, or am I going to decide to? to not love. As simple as that. It may feel fake in the beginning, but whatever, right? If this is what you're called to do, it's not a, a obedience to supersede what I feel like doing. Right, so as we, as we uh, continue on, as, as you, know, you guys being young marriage, you know, uh, marriage coaches, we have to be the example, right? Having the right attitude creates, again, selfless, loving, life-giving, and fun exciting christ-centered relationships but the key things that we also we can't forget is that they take work mm-hmm. and they start with us they start with us so you guys have been awesome i want to say thank you for just sharing your sharing your life uh with us sharing it with millions of people um and i'm sure that they're going to be touched i'm sure if if hopefully that they can grab one nugget so that's my hope and my prayers that if you could grab just one thing one thing from today that can help your marriage, right? Be the type of marriage that you want. And don't push to the side the fun and exciting part of marriage, right? It shouldn't just be work. It's gonna take work, but it shouldn't just be work. It should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be, I can't wait to see my husband, my wife when I get home. So God bless you. Let me pray for you as we close. Uh, Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this amazing time uh, with these wonderful couples, Lord. And I do pray uh, for all those that are are listening, Lord. I pray that wherever they are in their marriage, Lord, I pray that it really is a decision, Lord. It's a decision. If they know you, Lord, a decision to say, I'm going to love no matter what. I'm going to be selfish no matter what. I'm going to create fun. I'm going to plan fun. I'm going to do these things because that's what We want, that's what we desire, Lord. Lord, um, that's available to us. So I pray that we would tap into it. I pray as marriages that we would take marriage back, that we would make it look more fun than dating, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I pray also for those who maybe they don't know you. Lord, I pray uh, simply that they would get to know you, Lord, that they would not worry about the things that they've heard on the outside, but they would get to know you, Jesus that they would read your word, they would, um, they would surround themselves with people who know you. And Lord Jesus, as they get to know you better and better, I can assure you that their lives will be changed, Lord. So Lord, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've shown us the ultimate example of what love looks like, what it acts like, and even how it forgives, Lord. May we be a, a, a replica of that. So uh, bless each and every person. Thank you again for this day. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen.